Today is one of those feast days of the church where, in certain respects, it's kind of hard to preach upon. And the reason why it is difficult is there's just so much that could be talked about. We could talk about the power of love, power of uh, love of God and of neighbor. And certainly Stephen had this as uh, he became one of the first deacons of the church and also is considered the first martyr. We could talk about hatred and opposition to the message and meaning of Jesus. It was very prevalent during Stephen's time, and it's also very prevalent in our culture today. We could talk about conversion and being a witness to one's faith in all circumstances of our life. We could talk about forgiving others, especially our enemies. We could also talk about the history of this day at one time it was called Stephen Mass, like Christmas, and then its relationship to what's called Boxing Day, or the song Good King Wenceslas, or even Mincemeat Pie. We could talk about martyrdom, those that gave their life for the church either through blood or through all the devotion that they gave to God throughout the course of their life. Stephen was called a proto-martyr, which means he is like the prototype of the person that we are supposed to admire and be uh, uh, follow. We could talk about why this day is intentionally the day after Christmas. We could also talk about the fact that Stephen was an individual who is considered the first martyr of the church, and yet he was not one of the twelve apostles, and as far as anything in scripture goes, he never met or saw Jesus. So he truly lived his life in total faith. There is a dessert out there called death by chocolate, and I suppose this day could be called like death by theology because there's just so much one could think about, reflect upon, and meditate on. All these individual aspects of Stephen's life could be taken into a, into a reflection or a full-blown homily. Especially this time of year, there can be a tendency to want to compartmentalize our life or the things that we're looking to approve upon as we end this year and possibly make New Year's resolutions. We want to be thinking that we'd like some grace or help to improve in a certain area of our life or to be better in a certain other area of our life. But ultimately, I think the message of today is that this great feast brings, that we are bring our entire self to God. Everything that we are, everything that we hope to be, our whole self, all our weaknesses, all our faults, and even the good that we do, and bring that to prayer and let God determine what is the best way to transform us. He knows what is best, more important than what we think we need to work on, and to allow ourselves to be receptive to this transformation. God calls us to be perfect, which also means completeness. So like Stephen, we are called to continually grow in love, love of God and love of neighbor, to grow in virtues, all of them, not just the ones that we find more appealing than others. Hatred and intolerance are still very much of the world that we live in. Just look at what is happening in Niger Nigeria these days. But there are people who are unwilling to risk a kind of a mean glance or mean thought negatively, negatively just by professing their faith in public. Stephen prayed for all those that stoned him and there was an individual there who would later become one of the greatest saints and evangelists of the early church, St. Paul. 
And so this also could be a reminder of that we need to be a witness to our life in all circumstances of our life and the power of prayer, because it certainly had an effect on St. Paul. But most importantly, the richness and fullness of this day models the fullness of our Catholic faith. The goal of our relationship with God is to be in union with him, our whole self, not just kind of what we consider our spiritual life, and to allow God to live and to work within us. This day, when we remember the, the martyrdom of St. Stephen, is a reminder to present ourselves to God and allow him to transform, transform us in the way that he wants, in the manner that he wants, and in the time that he wants. In a few minutes, we will receive Jesus in the Eucharist. The Catechism tells us that this is not only the source and summit of our faith, but that also we receive the body and blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. In other words, Jesus holds back nothing from us. He gives us his entire self, everything that we need for our eternal salvation. With the Christmas story still fresh in our memory, we can reflect today on what it means to give ourselves entirely to God, all that we have, all that we hope to be, all that we want to do in this life, and reflect on what that might look like, and listen and pray to see where Jesus might be leading us. He will gladly take all that we have, including all our weaknesses and our faults, the things that we want to improve, and transform us into something new, something saintly, for this is the reason why he came into us, into the world on that Christmas night, to give himself in an act of pure love so that we can accept that love, allow that love to transform us, and then ultimately share that love with whomever God puts into our path.